It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back at it again for another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday. Your team every day. That's what we do for you here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to the show and all of your podcasts. And be sure. To follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every Friday I'll be answering your questions, a part of our Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. So go ahead and get those questions in now, as there's already been plenty of questions following the Carolina Panthers 3-0 start as they defeated the Houston Texans last Thursday evening, heading into this weekend's matchup against the Dallas Cowboys, who offer quite possibly what will be the toughest challenge of the first four weeks of the Carolina Panthers season. We thought it would be the Saints. That did not turn out to be the case. Maybe it will be Dallas as the Panthers head on the road once again in the Lone Star State of Texas. But we can get into all of that later on this week. Let's go ahead and get right into it. The Carolina Panthers have made yet another trade. Scott Fitterer said he'd be in on every deal, and damn it, He wasn't lying to us. The Panthers have traded for Jaguars cornerback C.J. Henderson, a former top 10 pick in the 2020 draft. He went ninth overall at a University of Florida. The Panthers had interest in him last year, but decided to go with Derrick Brown out of Auburn seventh overall. But now a year later, it doesn't matter as they have two top 10 picks from the 2020 draft in Derrick Brown. And C.J. Henderson, both of them, of course, playing on the defensive side of the ball. As far as the terms, the Panthers will receive Henderson and Jacksonville's fifth-round pick, while the Jags receive tight end Dan Arnold and the third-round pick in next year's draft from Carolina. Talked about it on Monday. Y'all asked me, did Richard Sherman make sense for the Carolina Panthers? He has, of course, the relationship that he built over seven seasons in Seattle with Scott Fitterer. Well, that would not be the case, I imagine, now that the Carolina Panthers have traded for C.J. Henderson. The Panthers are obviously trying to make the playoffs this year, and I'll get into it here in a moment, whether this means that they're in win-now mode, or would that be making too much of this trade for a player who is a first-round pick in a new regime down there in Jacksonville under Urban Meyer and GM Trent Baalke has already given up on the past regime's first-round pick from a year ago. So we'll get into that conversation here shortly. But first, though, the Panthers apparently were already in talks with the Jags about bringing in C.J. Henderson and trading for him. He had fallen out of favor with the new regime there in Jacksonville. He was actively on the trade market. The Panthers, who were interested in him last year, thought, hey, maybe go ahead and pair him with Dante Jackson. 
with J.C. Horn, with A.J. Boye, and the rest of this cornerback group here in Carolina. And once Horn went down on Thursday night, that precipitated them wanting to go out there and make sure that they get this trade done and they do it, which I think is a fantastic move by the Panthers, especially when you look at the value. You're getting a top 10 pick from a year ago, someone that you wanted, but you could not draft him and Derek Brown without giving up a ton of capital in the 2020 draft. You now get him for a third round pick, and then you're giving up a tight end in Dan Arnold, who, quite frankly, is just a pass-catching tight end and doesn't really offer the Panthers, I think, as much as that they want for the position if you look at the snap count out of tight ends. We'll look at that here in just a moment. You also potentially get a replacement for Dante Jackson, who is in the final year of his rookie deal and will be a free agent after the season. Dante's gotten off to a great start to the season, the way he's performed in coverage, but especially how he's performed against the run and being a willing tackler. One of the things that we had a lot of concerns about Dante at the beginning of his career, this staff likes Dante Jackson, but they're now in a position where if they lose Dante Jackson, they now have two first-round corners in J.C. Horn and C.J. Henderson that they can rely upon. And you also have A.J. Boye under contract for another season, and they drafted Keith Taylor, and they still have Stan Thomas Oliver. So the situation here in Carolina when it comes to the cornerbacks is fantastic. Now, I don't believe that Dante Jackson is now going to be out of Carolina after the season because of this move. I do believe the Panthers want to keep Dante. They want to keep JC and they want to be able to develop CJ Henderson and keep him here for the uh, short term and the long term. When you look at it, Chasey Horn, he's on a rookie deal and they still have two more seasons before they even need to uh, exercise his fifth year option. CJ Henderson has this year and the next year, and then the Panthers will have to make a decision on his fifth year option. But either way, they have two corners on rookie deals, which would allow them to pay Dante Jackson the kind of money he'd be looking for in free agency when they get to that point in time. So it's a great value for a former first round pick. The one thing though, the one hang up is he did miss Sunday's loss against the Cardinals due to a groin injury. He'll have a physical take in and make sure to see what the deal is with that. And so the trade can officially go through. It's already been reported and confirmed by the Panthers.com. So it's going to happen whether CJ Henderson's available on Sunday or not. Not quite sure. Also important to look at, Jackson was already paid 64% of Henderson's total contract of $13.9 million of the $20.51 million in total. And an acquiring team would take on a remaining three-year, $7.43 million guaranteed deal with the ability to pick up his fifth-year option after 2022. So Carolina not spending any money really at all to keep Henderson on the roster for the next couple of seasons. Now, Dan Arnold was a casualty in this trade which is unfortunate for him. I honestly feel bad for Dan Arnold, considering the fact that he actively chose the Panthers in free agency. And after three weeks of the season, he's no longer here in Carolina. Apparently, according to multiple sources who reported on this trade, the Jags would not do this deal without Dan Arnold being a part of it. So it's nice to be wanted. We all in life want to feel wanted, but do we want to feel wanted by the Jacksonville Jaguars when we're a part of an organization that's gotten off to a 3-0 start, an organization that we chose to go to, and now you go to a complete dumpster fire with Urban Meyer and Trent Baalke. Trevor Lawrence has had a ton of picks. I think he's going to be fine eventually. But the Jags, one of the worst organizations, not only in the NFL, but in all of American professional sports, that's where Dan Arnold has to go. But looking at it, though, it's not that big of a loss, in my opinion. 
He was only targeted 11 times so far this season over three games, which is the same amount that Robbie Anderson was targeted. So now that can lead Sam Darnold to look at Robbie Anderson more instead of going to Dan Arnold. And when we look at uh, snap counts, Ian Thomas has played 124 snaps so far this season. Dan Arnold's played 82. Tommy Trimble's played 60. And the way Trimble played on Thursday evening, where this folks already asked me, is Tommy Trimble ready for primetime? Well, he played in primetime on Thursday. It looked pretty darn good. Matt Rule's already said that he believes that Tommy Trimble is the Jeremy Chin of this draft in his versatility and all the things that he can do as a run blocker, as a guy who can be a running back when asked with that end around. He could be a pass catcher. He only has one reception on the season so far for 30 yards. I'll take it. Now, they do lose a pass catching tight end and getting rid of Dan Arnold. So far this season, Tommy Trimble and Ian Thomas have only combined for five total targets over three games. Only have three receptions for 54 yards so far this season, the two of them. But I don't really think the Carolina Panthers are all that concerned about whether they have a pass-catching tight end or not. They like the two tight end sets, and they like what they can get get from Ian Thomas and from Tommy Trimble. You can even add in Colin Thompson. And it makes way more sense in today's NFL to go out there and get a top-10 pick, a former top-10 pick at that, someone that you liked, and a young player like C.J. Henderson who's only 23 years old, get him as your potential starting corner with Dante and with J.C. Horn than it does to have a pass-catching tight end, especially in a pass-happy NFL. Having three solid corners and two of them being former first-round picks, the other one being a second-round pick, far more valuable for the Carolina Panthers moving forward than it is to have Dan Arnold. It stinks. I know people are going to miss saying Darnold to Arnold. Honestly, I'm not that sad to say it, see it go because it is kind of weird and jumbled up to say that. The Darnold to Arnold thing or Arnold to Darnold, as you see, I just messed it up there. It's over, or I guess I had it right. I don't know. Either way, Dan Arnold is gone. Now, looking at the Panthers' draft picks heading into 2022 NFL Draft, they currently have their first-round pick. They have the Rams' fourth-round pick via the trade they did this past draft with Houston. They have the Jags' fifth-round pick. They have their own fifth-round pick. They have their sixth or Las Vegas' sixth, depending on which one, whoever has the highest pick, that one goes to Buffalo, and then they have the Miami Dolphins' seventh-round pick, which they got when they traded Greg Little to the Dolphins. That's it. It's weird the way that they've maneuvered things, but it now proves the Carolina Panthers have a real GM here in Carolina, which is a weird feeling. And it also makes me wonder, are the Panthers now in win-now mode with the trade for C.J. Henderson and the fact that they're 3-0? And they look like they potentially could be a team that could win the division as they sit on top of the NFC South after three weeks heading into Sunday's matchup against the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get into all that here in just a moment. Hey, Panther fans, if you do a lot of driving like I do and like I'm sure most of you, if not all of you do, unless you're not 16 yet and don't have a a license or a car. Then you need to know about a fantastic new app called GetUpside. When you open an account at GetUpside, you can get 25 cents per gallon back every time you fill up at the pump. Over time, that kind of saving starts to add up. Some people are making as much as two to $300 per month in cash back with GetUpside, which not only makes it easy to save, but which also will give you multiple cash out options such as direct payment to your bank account, PayPal, Amazon gift cards, and more available at any time. And now, 
When you open an account and use our promo code TOUCHDOWN, you can get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents back per gallon. So don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Download the free GetUpside app. Use our special promo code TOUCHDOWN when you sign up for your account and start saving every time your car or truck needs a fill-up. That's GetUpside, available at the iTunes Store and the Google Play Store. And that promo, once again, is TOUCHDOWN. We're back and better than ever, and all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field for yet another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. I think it will forever be impossible to reconcile the fact that Marty Herney presided over this franchise as its lead decision maker, as a general manager for over a decade and a half of this franchise's existence. Marty Herney, sure. He is responsible for drafting some of the most influential players in Carolina Panthers history. Some of the Ring of Honor members up there and some of the great players we've ever seen. Some of the great memories that we've had as Panther fans have come because of the players that Marty Herney brought here. Certainly, he had success, but overall, he was a losing general manager during his time here in Carolina and in the NFL. You are what your record says you are. And what it says that Marty Herney is is that he's a bad GM. It was mind-boggling, baffling to me when Panthers owner David Sever decided that he was going to keep Marty Herney here in Carolina following his decision to dismiss Ron Rivera, who immediately got a new head coaching job with the Washington football team and won the division. Now, Marty's with Ron nowadays, but still, Marty Herney wasn't being asked to be a general manager anywhere after he was let go by previous owner Jerry Richardson. He was just there hanging out when they decided that, hey, let's bring him back after firing Dave Gettleman a week before the opening of training camp in the 2017 season. Panthers went to the playoffs that year, the last time they'd been to the playoffs, but that wasn't Marty Herney's roster that it was built. That was Dave Gettleman. And Marty 2.0 and all that nonsense that was brought up, I don't want to hear it. He did a fantastic job when it came to drafting first-round picks, but in the middle parts of the of the draft, he was horrendous. After going through all of that, it's now unsettling, weird, amazing to have the feeling that the Panthers actually have a real general manager in Scott Fitterer, who comes over from Seattle and during his short tenure here so far in Carolina has done things that we have never seen. The way that he maneuvered the draft back this spring with the 11 selections and being able to fleece the Texans and getting that fourth round pick to extending Taylor Moten and Robbie Anderson to getting something for Greg Little, a player that they were going to cut 
trading away Denzel Perryman when it didn't work out one of his free agent signings and getting something back from the Raiders to trading for C.J. Henderson just now and being aggressive. And it wasn't just because of the J.C. Horn injury, like I brought up previously. They were already looking at bringing in C.J. Henderson, which tells you so much about the guy who's in the leadership position as a general manager here in Carolina. Now Matt Rule has final personnel decision says, and he spoke to the media on Monday about what he likes in C.J. Henderson, that he can fit the the scheme that they want to play in an aggressive man-to-man, and he has the build and the size that the Panthers like in their corners, much like the ones they had in Seattle when Scott Fitter was up there and you had guys like Richard Sherman, who many folks thought would be a good option for the Carolina Panthers up until this trade was finalized. Considering the start to the season, 3-0, and this trade, and what we've seen from the defense, and the encouraging start for Sam Darnold through three weeks, it almost feels like the Carolina Panthers are in win-now mode. Now, I didn't expect to be here after three weeks, and in year two of Matt Rule, and year one of Scott Fitterer as the Panthers general manager, and maybe I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, because I don't believe necessarily that this move for C.J. Henderson necessarily says that the Panthers are all in on this season. They were already talking to the Jags. The injury to J.C. Horn just expedited the trade, and they were the most aggressive. That's what Urban Meyer said when he spoke to the Jacksonville Jaguars media corps on Monday following the trade. All that being said, though, Fitter said he's going to be in on every deal. The Panthers are going to continue to be ultra-aggressive when it comes to trying to improve this roster no longer are they going to sit back and you say, hey, next man up, hopefully this young rookie can step up and be the right guy. That's what they had to do last year based off a of necessity, asking Troy Pride Jr. to go out and start week one. And then going out on the waiver wire and finding Rasul Douglas. Now they're going to make trades. Now they're going to hope that they can develop guys and let them sit there. They're going to be active in free agency trying to get guys who can come here and help the team. Now, Scott though, has missed on some free agency picks so far, like, Perryman, he's no longer here. David Moore is no longer here. Um, I mean, Rashawn Melvin, who's now on the active roster, eventually, originally didn't make the roster, but he's going to now be a key part, mainly because of the injuries that they've sustained uh, within the secondary so far this season. And Elfline, been pretty bad. And we'll see about Cam Irving. So he hasn't hit on everything. Just looking at him, you have a big boy, grown-up GM here, finally in Carolina, where in the years prior... The two, duck, the two decades plus we've had here in Carolina, that has not been the case up until now. And when you look at the defense, where you have Brian Burns, Derek Brown, J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin, C.J. Henderson, all under 25. Dante Jackson is right at 25 right now. You have other key players who will be on the roster for years to come, and Morgan Fox and Shaq Thompson, who doesn't even come off the field. A.J. Boye is going to at least be here for this year. Maybe we see how things play out. He could be here next year. Then you also add in the other key pieces that will be free agents after the season and Jermaine Carter, Hassan Reddick, and Daquan Jones, all of those guys currently under 30. There's a lot to like about what this Panthers defense can be and what this Panthers offense can be overall, especially if Sam Darnold continues to play like he's played. Now I want to see him do more than just do one read and then check down to the running back. Let's go through your progressions. Let's try and get the ball downfield into the intermediate parts of the defense. Because there's plenty of times on Thursday night where Sam Darnold could have had bigger plays, but he opted not to even risk a throw down field when a player was actually open and he decided to just throw it short, which is fine. It's efficient. It works. But eventually, 
against better teams, you're going to have to go out there and make big plays. But Sam Darnold's looked good so far. So the Panthers might not necessarily be win-now mode, but right now, 3-0 this season, you have to feel pretty good about their opportunity and their chances to get to the playoffs. The injuries to Christian McCaffrey are certainly going to hurt them. J.C. Horn will hurt them. I know getting C.J. Henderson's great, but you also have to factor in the fact that we haven't seen A.J. Boye yet and what he's actually going to offer. Miles Hartfield, he's going to be out for a while. Justin Burris is likely going to be out for a couple of weeks. Those things can stack up. But looking at how Scott Fitterer has maneuvered and managed things so far since taking over as general manager in Carolina and the start to the season and the bet currently paying off with Sam Darnold and what this coaching staff has done, especially Phil Snow with his defense and Matt Rule's leadership and Joe Brady's innovation, I guess, offensively, you have to feel pretty good about the Carolina Panthers and where they're going from here. They might not be in win-now mode because it is still a rebuild, but they're top of the NFC South. And they're not sitting back and just hoping that things are going to get better with the younger players. They're going out there and they're being aggressive and proactive and adding talent and building a foundation that will hopefully set up the Panthers for the sustained success that David Tepper promised all of us when he decided to move on from Ron Rivera. All right, more news coming out of the Panthers camp on Monday. Matt Rule speaking to the media, give you some of those updates as the Panthers continue to move forward and look ahead to their matchup against the Dallas Cowboys coming up here on Sunday. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers of access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. I'm talking about your smartphone. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. We're going to get into it more throughout the week and to talk to Marcus Mosier. 
who is the host of Locked On Cowboys on Thursday for a weekly crossover episode here uh, throughout the NFL season. If you don't know, every Thursday we talk to the opponents host of that said Locked On podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So last week we talked to the Texans host, and now this week we'll talk to Marcus Mosier, the host of the Dallas Cowboys, who are playing on Monday Night Football. I'm recording this on Monday afternoon, so I have no idea what the Cowboys did against the Eagles. That being said, I think that Sunday is going to present a challenge the Panthers have not really had to deal with so far this season, and that's the challenge of a good quarterback. Say what you will about Dak Prescott, the man can ball. There's a reason why the Cowboys gave him the money that they gave him. There's a reason why their season completely fell apart last year when they had to go to Andy Dalton following his injury. And their defense was terrible, yes, but not having Dak Prescott to at least mask those issues, uh, it hurt them. I think the Cowboys are probably the favorites to win the NFC East this year. Not really saying that much, considering that it's the Giants are terrible. The Eagles are, I mean, I don't know, really, they're not intimidating at all. And Washington, well, for as much as I love Ron Rivera, they thought they were going to win the division with Ryan Fitzpatrick, a quarterback who's never won a division or taken anybody to the playoffs. Now they're saddled with Taylor Heineke, who's looked good in spots, but Taylor Heineke is a backup quarterback. So Dallas should win the NFC East. And going up against a banged-up Panther secondary, we're not quite sure whether C.J. Henderson will play or not on Sunday, will certainly offer a challenge the Panthers' defense has not faced so far this season going up against Davis Mills, Zach Wilson, and uh, what basically was Tampa Bay Jameis Winston in Week 2 versus the Saints. So we'll learn a lot more about this team. We'll also learn a lot more about the quarterback, Sam Darnold, as he will be without Christian McCaffrey at least this week. Matt Rule saying on Monday that McCaffrey won't go on IR, but he will be back. He'll be probably out this week, I'd imagine, and then hopefully he'll be back before the three-week period. The Panthers just not willing to put him on IR right now. Justin Burris will be out for this week and possibly another week with the groin injury that he suffered Thursday evening, meaning that there's going to be a new safety there, starting likely Sean Chandler, and Sam Franklin will get more reps. Rashawn Melvin, due to all the injuries, has been added to the active roster. He was brought up two times from the practice squad, and by NFL rules, after doing that, the Panthers had to make a decision to whether to keep him on the active roster or to basically let him go because he could not be elevated from the practice squad once again. And based off of what they missed and his experience and the mold that he fits in and how he played so far in the last two games against the Saints and the Texans, the Panthers felt like he was the right guy to bring in. So hopefully things will be good for the Panthers on Sunday in terms of health. If C.J. Henderson can play and Dante Jackson can play and A.J. Boye can play and you get Rashawn Melvin, I think you can feel a little bit better about the secondary situation there at corner than if you didn't have them. But still, it's going to be rough. I don't know about rough. It's going to be tough to go up against Dallas of Dak and with Amari Cooper and with Michael Gallup when Dante's not going to be your number one. Boye, who has not played since last year and has been dealing with a soft tissue injury, will be your number two. You're bringing in C.J. Henderson, who's been banged up and really hasn't gotten that many reps so far this season and fell out of favor in Jacksonville. And you're bringing in a guy, Rashawn Melvin, who's on his ninth team and hoping that he can be a uh, big part of your team. And then Sean Chandler and Sam Franklin are going to be asked to play bigger roles there back at safety. It will be a challenging game for sure for the Carolina Panthers, but it's one where I want to see whether Sam Darnold and that offense can keep the pace without Christian McCaffrey. We have not seen Sam play from behind so far this season. And hopefully on Sunday, 
we won't see him play from behind again at all. The Cowboys, they're going to have their own guys missing. They're not going to have Demarcus Lawrence. They're also not going to have Lyle Collins, who has one of the most absurd stories that you're ever going to see, where apparently he tried to bribe um, someone from the NFL when it came to his drug tests, and that's led him to at least have a two-game suspension. Go, Just go look it up. A wild, wild story there. And he's one of their best tackles. So not having him out there is going to be difficult for the Cowboys as they try to go up against this fantastic Panthers pass rush and this defense. And the pass rush can help the Panthers in a situation where if they are able to get enough pressure on Dak, it might not matter who's out there playing in the secondary, which it really hasn't mattered so far this season, even though Dante, JC, and the rest of these guys out in the secondary have been fantastic to start off the season. Also should be noted from Monday's press conference is that Etor Gross Matos is likely doubtful for the game on Sunday. Matt Rule does not think he will play, so we'll see how that goes as the rest of the week progresses for the Carolina Panthers. One other thing to look at, I brought up the fact that They've signed Rashawn Melvin out to the active roster after being brought from the practice squad twice and not being the limit in the NFL. Sam Tecklenburg has also been brought up from the practice squad twice to the active roster. He has now gotten to the limit for the NFL. With Pat Elfline now on IR for the next couple weeks, at least the next two weeks, and him being the backup center, does Tecklenburg now get signed to the active roster in the event that something happens to Matt Paradis, that's something to look out for in the next couple of days for the Carolina Panthers as they head into Sunday's matchup against the Dallas Cowboys down there at Jerry's World in Arlington, Texas. Thus, this concludes another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Make sure to please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Five stars only on Apple Podcasts. Also, check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Odyssey, and wherever you listen to the show. And please make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every Friday throughout the season, I'm going to need your participation for our weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked On Panthers. Already receiving plenty of questions, as there's been plenty of news to discuss with the Carolina Panthers, as we are in the middle of the season and the team's off to a 3-0 start, which we're all ecstatic about. And unfortunately, there's been some injury news, but a very exciting trade as we talked about earlier with C.J. Henderson coming here to Carolina and potentially uh, securing this uh, cornerback room for the near future for the Carolina Panthers as he and J.C. Horner, both former first-rounders, former top-ten picks on rookie deals, and then Dante Jackson could be a priority coming up here in free agency for the Carolina Panthers at corner if he continues to play the way he's played so far this season. So we'll get into more of that throughout the rest of the week as we look ahead to Sunday's matchup against the Cowboys. Thank you all so much again for listening. Apparently last week was the largest week ever in the history of the Locked On Panthers podcast. So I thank you guys so much for listening to the show and for your support. So please continue to spread the word, continue to listen, and continue to interact as I love doing this. And I love interacting with you guys. And of course, we all love the Panthers. 3-0. Let's get to 4-0. I'll talk to y'all on Wednesday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.